Section 38 of If I May by A. A. Milne. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Not Guilty. As I descended the stairs to breakfast, the maid was coming up. A policeman to see you, sir, she said in a hushed voice. I've shown him into the library. Thank you, I answered calmly, just as if I had expected him. And, in a sense, I suppose I had expected him. Not particularly this morning, of course, but I knew the day was bound to come when I should be arrested and hurried off to prison. Well, it was to be this morning. I could have wished that it had been a little later in the day, when I had more complete command of myself. I wondered if he would let me have my breakfast first before taking me away. It is impossible for an arrested man to do himself justice on an empty stomach. But after breakfast he can play the part as it should be played. He can preserve a calm exterior, while at the same time hardly seeming to realize his position. He can go quietly to the police station and protest that he has a complete answer to the charge. He can, in fact, do all the things which I decided to do as I walked to the library, if only I was allowed to have my breakfast first. As I entered the library, I wondered what it was that I had done, or rather what it was that I had looked as if I were doing. For that is my trouble, that I look guilty so easily. I never cash a check at the bank, but I expect to feel a hand on my shoulder and to hear a stern voice saying, You come longer me. If I walk through any of the big stores with a parcel in my hand, I expect to hear a voice whispering in my ear, The manager would like to see you quietly in his office. I have never forged or shoplifted in my life, but the knowledge that a real forger or shoplifter would try to have the outward appearance of a man as innocent as myself helps to give me the outward appearance of a man as guilty as he. When I settle a bill by check, my face of a man whose account is already overdrawn can be read across the whole length of the shop as soon as I enter the door. Indeed, it is so expressive that I had to give up banking at Cox's during the war. "'Good morning,' said the policeman. "'I thought I'd better tell you that I found your dining-room window open at six o'clock this morning when I came on duty.' "'Oh,' I said, rather disappointed, for by this time I had prepared my speech from the dock, and it seemed a pity to waste it. There is no part quite so popular as that of the wrongly accused.' Every hero of modern melodrama has had to meet that false accusation at some moment during the play. Otherwise, we should not know that he was the hero. I saw myself in the dock, protesting my innocence to the last. I saw myself entering the witness box and remaining unshaken by the most relentless cross-examination. I saw my friends coming forward to give evidence as to my unimpeachable character. And yet, after all, what could one's friends say? Imagine yourself in the dock, on whatever charge it may be, and imagine this and that friend coming forward to speak to you. What can they say? What do they know? 
they know that you are a bore or not a bore a grouser or not a grouser generous or mean sentimental or cynical an optimist or a pessimist and that you have or have not a sense of humour none of these is a criminal offence is there anything else that your friends can say about you which can establish the likelihood of your innocence not very much nor should we be flattered if there were when somebody says to us oh i can read old jones like a book i know him inside and out for the most straightforward simple creature we protest indignantly but if somebody says there's a lot more in jones than you think i shall never quite understand him then we look modestly down our nose and tell ourselves that we are jones the human enigma women have learnt all about this they realize that the best way to flatter us is to say earnestly with a shake of the head your face is such a mask i shall never know what you're really thinking how that makes us purr no our friends cannot help us much once we are in the dock they will protest good friends that they are that we are utterly incapable of the crime of which we are accused and in my case of course they will be right but the jury will know that our friends do not really know or at any rate the jury will guess that we have not asked those of our friends who did know us to speak for us we must rely on ourselves on our speech from the dock on our demeanour under cross-examination on your dining-room window open said the policeman reproachfully i'm sorry i said i won't leave it open again fortunately however they can't arrest you for it so i led the way out of the library and opened the front door the policeman went quietly end of section thirty eight